I suppose it was delivered by that odd boy again. Yes, miss. Alf brought it round to the kitchens. Miss Dinwoody shook her head, absently muttering under her breath. I don't see why my brother doesn't just use the mail coaches. Lord only knows how his letters travel across the channel in the first place. Bridget had an idea about that, but it wasn't her place to comment on the Duke's unusual means of communication. Instead, she led the way up the grand staircase and down a wide hallway to the library. The Hermes House staff was reduced since the Duke wasn't in residence, but Bridget ran a tight ship. The rooms on this floor were thoroughly aired and dusted every other week, that day falling today. She paused at an open door, catching the eye of one of the maids running a cloth over the woodwork in the room. Stir the fire in the library, if you will, Alice. Alice hesitated still on her knees. She was a pretty girl of nineteen or so, a bit slow but a hard worker nonetheless. Unfortunately, she was also superstitious. The library, ma'am. Yes, Alice. Bridget let her voice sharpen. At once, if you please. Yes, Mrs. Crumb. The girl bobbed and scurried out of the room and ahead of them. When they got to the library, Bridget held open the door for Miss Dinwoody and nodded toward the rosewood desk in the corner where the letter lay. Is there anything else I might do for you, miss? She noted that Alice was kneeling by the hearth, a lit candle in one hand, her face pale as she darted nervous glances around the room. No, nothing, Miss Dinwoody murmured as she pried open the seal on the letter. Her thin mouth crimped at the corners as she began to read, and Bridget reflected that it must be rather tiring being the Duke of Montgomery's bastard sister. But then that wasn't any of her concern, was it? She jerked her chin at Alice, who had the fire blazing, and the girl leaped to her feet, nearly running to the door. Bridget sighed as she closed the door behind them. She'd already lectured the girl several times on the impossibility of ghosts in Hermes' house, and there was simply no point in doing so again. Especially since she wasn't entirely convinced herself. It was afternoon by the time Eve made her way back to her townhouse with Jean-Marie. Her brother had found the townhouse for her, of course, Found it and paid for it. Paid for Jean-Marie and Tess and Ruth as well, come to that. Val saw to it that Eve lived very comfortably. But that wasn't the reason she'd agreed to manage his investment in Hart's Folly when he'd been forced to leave the country so suddenly. She sometimes wondered if he had any idea at all why she'd done it. Val dealt so much in debt and money and silken threats that he might not recognize when a person did something purely for love. The thought saddened her somehow. Eve doffed her bonnet inside her hallway. Ask Tess to bring me a luncheon tray, please, Jean-Marie, and some tea. Jean-Marie shook her a look of concern, but nodded before disappearing into the back of the house. Eve wondered what he'd say to Tess about their morning's outing, about her fleeing the garden about her trip to her brother's big empty house and the letter she'd read there. The letter in which Val expressly forbade her to cut off Mr. Hart or sell the stake. 
Blast Val, anyway. He'd put her in a very awkward position, managing a great deal of money but having no real power over it if he wouldn't let her follow her instincts about how to deal with the garden and Mr. Hart. If he'd only let her sell the stake in Hart's folly to Mr. Sherwood and his mysterious backer, she could invest the money. She knew she could make a profit for her brother. Over the last five years, Eve had invested her own pin money in a shipping company and had seen a small but tidy increase in the capital. Unfortunately, she wasn't at all sure that it was entirely the money Val was most concerned about when it came to Hart's folly. She sighed and climbed the stairs. Her sitting room was at the top, and she crossed the room to her work table. On it was her bronze magnifying glass. It was attached to an arm that swung from an upright stand.